To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kirk, episode 116. We're back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know your popular platform to get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Defense, alongside Coach Kirk, and Miss Fitz and Airways in the back. The highly anticipated, never duplicated sports spectacle. It is Sports Talk with Coach and Kirk. It's back live and direct on a Tuesday night, man. We are doing things real big. Coach Kurt, how you doing out there, good brother? Man, I'm feeling great. Listen, yeah, episode 116, that is no small feat uh, to arrive here. And for anyone that is looking on, no, there is no foreign substance being consumed right now. We had uh, an immense amount of laughter. If you look at our intro video after the Chargers uh, clip, that laughter that you see, it's what we experienced pre-show. So that that's just my that, eyes that are uh, tears from crying right. so much before the show. So <laughs> I just wanted to let people know so they don't wonder, uh, am I, as uh, Stephen A. would say, on the weed uh, <laughs> before the show. The weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm excited uh, for the show, but I'm also uh, coming off a laughing fest that uh, we kicked the show off. But with that being said, man, we got another hey. great show. Like, share, subscribe. Y'all know what to do. Hit the buttons. You know wherever they are. Yeah, yeah I know um, the vibes. Feel, yeah, I know sir? the vibes. I'm good, man. Listen, we do, we 116 episodes in. If you don't know by now, y'all know we ain't got no sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't, they don't call us the misfits of the airways because it's cute. Like, they, right. it, it's it's applicable in, in, in a high fashion. Like, it's high up there in, in yeah. application. It, it definitely applies. Yes. The people, yes. people that know us, that, yeah, that, that fits right. We need to get shirts. Yeah. Yeah, we, need to get, <laughs> we need merch. We need merch. So, all those advertisers looking to support, let us know. Yeah. We need merch. Yeah. We need we merch. Need merch. The airways yes. with the logo on it. Yes, indeed, man. But, uh. I'm I'm antsy, man. I'm 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 gearing up. It's 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 getting close. It's getting close, yeah. man. We're about 20 yeah. days away, you know, for mm-hmm. real live football. And I just, you know, it's it, watching these preseason games. I'm I'm really at the point where I'm studying, I'm analyzing, I'm looking at, you know, I've got my marks, I got my uh uh list about my sleepers and how they're doing, and they're doing great. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of missing missing the first team. We're gonna get into Ooh. it. Bit. I'm kind of missing the first okay. team. I really want to see yeah. Larry Space what people's first teams are doing. Now, there's a couple yes. first teams that were out there this week, they were all together and it didn't look good. Mm. <laughs> it didn't mm. look good. So that's another thing. We're gonna yeah, get we're into gonna that. Get but that. um, yeah, but you know, as we always open our show, we're gonna start with NBA news. James Harden's in in, in the headlines again. Uh, we're gonna oh, give geez. uh we're gonna give that we're gonna get flowers to the the Charlotte Hornets this week. We're gonna talk about them in preseason spotlight. We're gonna highlight mm-hmm. them and, and talk about their roster and how they're looking going into the 2023 season. I think it's promising. Uh, I got some yeah. questions about some things, but we're gonna talk about them in short order. So we'll get that done hot and heavy. And then we'll get us in the NFL as always. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the preseason. We're gonna talk about Jonathan Taylor. And uh yeah. and, and our last segment of this we're gonna do, we're gonna talk about the NFC uh conference and who we feel like mm-hmm. in each division, how each division is gonna shake out. From one to four. So we're gonna break yeah, that down yeah. in a short order. So we'll give that to you live and direct as we end the show. But as always, man, like I said, we're gonna start with uh we're gonna start with the NBA and we're gonna get into uh James Harden and his battle with the Sixers. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it seems as like this situation is, is a never ending one. It's a long standing, it's like a long standing custody battle. Like you yes. know, nobody nobody wants to give up anything. Everybody wants all what they got coming to them, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's good to just fight. 
Let's get to this fight. And this is stuff going down by the minute. So uh, the latest news, because you said the latest and greatest news of all, is that James uh, was uh, under the scrutiny of a probe by the NBA. Now, we talked mm-hmm. about because we said that we found it ironic that James was allowed to say whatever he felt like saying. Right, and and right. nothing happened, right? But I, I guess we spoke too soon. In the words of uh, your guy, uh, what's that? Was on a college game day? Not so fast, my friend. Not, you yeah, know? yeah, not so fast. You know, they uh, decided to launch a probe into his uh, comments about Daryl Moore. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I guess some more news came out in regards to what happened in this particular instance. They said that uh, they were questioning his uh, comments about him being an air quote liar. And uh, mm-hmm. that stemmed from him, from Daryl Moy saying that basically convincing James Harden, who's opting to a $35.6 million player option so he could be traded mm-hmm. uh, in short order. In short order. They yeah. have to, you have to put that caveat in there. So they were under investigation. So yeah. it seemed like they, uh, uh, the, uh, that investigation came to a swift and, and complete end very uh, uh, expeditiously. Expeditiously. Yes. Yes. And uh, it came out with uh, some punishment today. Uh, James Harden was fined a hundred dollars for calling him a liar, and uh, subsequently, uh, according to what Rose said on Twitter, is that that's uh, part of the CBA, and uh, the Players Association didn't grievance in regards to that hundred k fine, basically saying that it was uh, one of the stipulations of the of the air quote collective bargaining agreement. So, mm-hmm. after I unpacked all that. <laughs> Yeah. Where does this where does this land for you and and this whole situation and and James Harden's uh I guess you can say knockdown drag out 15 round I'm going old school 15 round heavyweight bout with the 76 yeah down goes Frazier right it's a thrill in Manila is reminding yeah. us of mm-hmm. this um to me it it's so much to unpack we would have to do two to three shows to really dive in uh, and peel the, the the layers of this onion back to really get to the core of the situation but i will say this if you pay attention to our last week's episode um we unveiled some things and one of those things was that there was more to the situation of why james harden felt slighted because um the original report that was shared was that he was due a certain amount of money and that if he did this part for, uh, you know, um, Daryl Morey, that he would be basically, if I, if I scratch your back, you're going to scratch mine. Uh, With these latest reports, it, um, it explains that James went into it saying, okay, I'm going to take substantially less. I'm going to accept this player-friendly deal, this $35 million or whatever, team-friendly mm-hmm. deal, in exchange for being traded to somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And then after it didn't happen, now we're here. Now, there's there's multiple things to unpack, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be swift about it. One, it's just very ironic that two phrases – that have been stated uh, that make you raise your eyebrows have come from the two people that are going through this real high housewives of Philadelphia episode. If Let's we go. remember, yeah, the mm. RHOP, right? If you right. remember, Daryl Morey was also in China 
and there was questionable things about what he was doing and talking about and stating while he was in China. Lo and behold, the person that has been attached to the hip that seemed like they were BFFs and everybody was reporting that, uh, you know, James Harden is Daryl Morey's guy and James Harden has an allegiance and loyalty to Daryl Morey, Morey and he's following him around everywhere and they, they're partners. Uh, lo and behold, he's in China and he talks about his BFF. You know, mm. he calls him a liar. Now, mm. I think you've said this, and I, I, I hope people uh, start to see. Uh, you, one of your phrases that so eloquently comes to mind is where there's smoke, it damn sure ain't flowers growing. It's fire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we saw, we have to understand that this, at this point, uh, it's not out of the norm, uh, for James. Unfortunately, when James gets to a point where he's not getting his way or things are not going uh, according to what he desires, he starts to act out. And we've seen this from uh, a number of teams that he gets to a point that where he feels that whatever the agreement has reached his end, he's a jaded lover, right? He's mm. he's ready to be done. He, he 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 comes late to the dinners. Uh, he stands off by himself at the company functions. He gets he gets tipsy and shows his ass. And now he's done that to Philly. Uh, but this has been his mo. And so looking at this again, I think we both shared this sentiment. Uh, I don't see, again, how what Dame Dillard or Dame has had to go through, Dame Lillard has had to go through, and what James is going through, how to me this is a slap on James Harden's wrist, um, a slap on the hands, only being fined $100,000. Well, I mean, to be fair and to be, to, be, uh, to be transparent, Dame didn't find it all. He got a letter, but he yeah. didn't get a fine. James got yeah. a fine. So to, to to be honest with you, James is in the in the, in the wrong, or he's getting the bigger slap on the wrist per se. You know, it's one thing as getting as when you talk to your parents, it's one thing to get a talking to versus a whooping. Like right. you know, so right. they got the belt off so, of James Harden versus so just would you say to that Dame. So you would you equate that ja- that that James is getting a whooping with the hundred thousand dollar fine? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. He's getting a whooping, and Dame got this talking to. You know, so I, I think that's the difference in the two. But I believe that, uh, you know, I think that's a hundred. I mean, to be honest with you, the hundred thousand is a little excessive. I mean, I'm just being real. You just made one statement. Really? Yeah, I think I think a hundred thousand is excessive based upon precedence. Now, I'm not saying that you know, you know. I mean, to be honest with you, he was he wasn't telling he wasn't lying. I mean, if the man said opt in, I'll trade you, and he didn't, you know. And this there, there there's also history about Darren Moore in regards to his uh his. Uh, I guess you can say lack of transparency or lack of uh, good faith when it came to Chris yeah. Paul. He told Chris Paul unequivocally when he was in Houston that no, he was not yeah. going to trade him. And then two minutes later, he traded him. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we, there's there's yeah. a history here. So, I mean, again, I, I don't, I think, I think from, from a precedent standpoint, I was thinking, you know, you know, 10, 20, 30 K, you know, I mean, people that got, people that got committed crimes that got lesser fines. He all, he said in, in, in an interview that he, that he was a liar, which again, technically he's not wrong. 
You know, I think that hundred K because I, I, my biggest thing is that I don't want them to set a precedence of starting doing this, start getting more and more greedy with fines when things are warranted those level of dollars. Now, let me ask this: mm-hmm. um, Have we ever seen a player say this type of statement about a quote unquote? He's not. He's not the owner of the 76ers. He's a GM. He's a GM. He's yeah. a GM. Right. But in setting presidents, do we do? Let me let me switch it. I'll reverse it. I'll bring it back. Do you think this has any uh, uh, undertone to James Harden's past? Do you think that the levy and the amount of the fine is? Wrapped inside of oh, uh, I see. You, you think it's compound interest? Compound interest. Of, it, 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 it's like getting off. Is I mean, I mean, I hate to use this analogy, but it's like OJ. Like yeah. we all we all say that OJ got a, a stiffer penalty when they finally caught up to him, yeah. because they felt like they were trying to you know pay him back for what they thought he was guilty of and that he didn't get convicted of. So it's yeah. like it's compound interest, which is basically what you're saying. You feel like that yeah. fine was basically all your shenanigans in the past came home to roost, basically. And we're gonna slap you with a compound fine versus just the one single incident, like as if it was they should that's what they should treat it as. It's been one single incident, but they're treating it as a, a whole holistic, I guess you can conglomerates of of issues that they have with him. Yeah, yes. That okay. and that and I'm saying I'm saying that and you know, uh, I'm not going to use a phrase that Bob McNair said, but uh, also setting a president uh, president of what we're not going to have happen is where players now, because, you know, NBA compared to NFL, NBA seems to uh, with NBA players seems that the NBA players have a, a much louder voice and a much more influential voice than NFL players. And so this may do you believe that this may be one of those also, hold on, you're getting a little too big for your britches. It's one thing if you were saying this about a player, but now you're saying it about a GM. If you're saying it about a GM, what's the next level? Are you also now going to get upset at an owner? And then now you're going to say this to an owner? Do you think any of that? Because I do think with Dane Lillard, if this would have been Dame getting this, I think we would have all been up because he had nothing beforehand to say, wait a minute, this is catching up to you. You you don't have a track history. James has a track history. And yeah, we can't, James, we can't uh, charge you with quote unquote murder because we didn't catch the knife in your hand before. Mm-hmm. But every time somebody comes from your party, they've been stabbed in the back, mm. and you're the only one that's there magically that has no blood on the hands. Mm, how about so that? Tell, so how how are you getting away, James? That everybody everybody else is getting stabbed, but magically, you not. Where's the knife at, James? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have. That's the knife. funny that I use the OJ analogy and use the knife analogy. That's just funny. I know. But, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, you, we get into the the, the semantic logistics of of legal. I guess you can say uh, penalty. Um, you know, right, for that. Right. Uh, again, if I'm never, if you you supposed to, the idea is supposed to try me and 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 levy a. Uh, uh, 
penalty based upon that incident, yeah. not what was the surrounding semantics are. It's like right. It's almost like you know being with a woman and she's uh you know, you say one thing that triggers her from an ex and all of a sudden she making you pay for all the stuff that everybody else did. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. You know, right. kind of thing. Right. Again, that's not, it should be the isolated incident. It shouldn't be the whole, and that's why I say I have an issue with the 100,000 because 100,000 is, is a lot of money in regards to, you know, uh, a minor, a minor <laughs> offense. And then I didn't, he didn't, he didn't use any foul language. He didn't use any, right. you know, air quote, uh, derogatory terms, anything like that. I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, well, I ain't going to get into that. I'm not even going to do that today. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, I ain't you, got time you've today. seen and heard people say more egregious things and got less of a penalty, is my point. So the, that's why I said 100000 is excessive from a precedent standpoint. I don't want them to start, right. start establishing that this is going to be the norm for people to say anything that, you know, is air quote, not uh, to their liking, per se. So, right. again, that's that's the part I don't like about it. And I'll be interested to see what this grievance is going to be, this arbitration is going to be about with the PA and the uh, league. but. Uh, maybe they'll dump it down if nothing else. Um, their quote, you know, once they do, once they, you know, fight through that legal process. But again, I think it was a little bit excessive. Now, granted, you know, it, it, this goes back to the whole you know public versus private thing that we talk about. Right, right. When when James is, you know, he, he could have, you know, well, I mean, it's a it's a growing trend. It's a thing people do it nowadays, and they, it is not one of those things where <laughs> it's not it's not uh, it's the first thing first time we've ever heard of this. James right. and a bunch of other people have gone public with this to try to air quote get results, you know. Yep. And I'm not, and I don't know. We don't know. We may never know that if they if they tried behind closed doors first. Right. But it is, right. but it seems to me like public embarrassment or public, you know, I guess you can say uh, outcry is, is way to get right. results nowadays. That you know, people don't want to, you know, be deal with the backlash of, of of seeming as if they're you know not on up and up. So. <laughs> That's right. how they get the results. You know, Kyler Murray was removing the stuff off his uh, his Instagram and his Twitter. All of a sudden, he got a new deal. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. So it, it seems like that's the that's a normal way how people are treating things. But I don't know. I'm just I, I'm a little bit old school in that regard. I mean, we should be able to, man to man, come together, have a conversation, yes. and talk about it. And if this conversation goes left or right, you know, I, the last thing I'm going to do is go public with it. But again, I yep. mean, yep. you know, people people that are in these spaces have publicists and people in their in their, in their camp, agents and things of that nature. And they are probably instructing that you know, that's the only way they're going to move is if you publicly shame them. And maybe yes. that's what the move is. Maybe that's what the move is. And why, why we're here. But yeah, we're here. <laughs> um, yeah. But overall, yeah. I, I again, you know, and the biggest over uh, biggest most glaring thing, getting back to the actual basketball and the, and the issue at hand, right? The biggest right. thing for me is that James is in an ugly position because okay. you have to treat this as, you know, and I'm just gonna be frank and clear about what I'm about to say. You have to understand, you know, and he, maybe he's coming to a group of this, and maybe he hasn't. I kind of lean towards the idea that he hasn't. James is a declining player. So, Thanks. so a person that's trying to you know, move on and be with a different team and things, this, that, and the third. And mm -hmm. they're not going to garner top dollar as a declining player. Everybody views no. James Harding as a declining player. He's not an ascending yes. player. He's a declining player. So what I'm not going to do as an organization is give you top dollar for a declining player. So, <laughs> and, and again, that puts, that puts uh, the 76ers in the, in the, in the vicarious position because you're still trying to compete with the idea that you're trying to, you know, be relevant in the East. And, you know, the goal right. is trust the process. They've been telling the fans for years, trust the process, and we're going right. to get to the title, right? You know, we right. tanked for all this time and got all these high draft picks and got all these players, right? And B, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, to name a few, had Jimmy Butler in the building at one point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so 
they're getting to the point where they have to go all in as much as possible in order to keep, you know, the fan base from getting from riding and keep Joel and Embiid happy. Because I'll be honest with you, there's rumors and murmurs that he want he's gonna request a trade if this thing does if this thing turns uglier. So mm. Mm. So you have to you have to figure that out because you could honestly truly be in a situation like the Brooklyn Nets were, where you had KD, Kyrie, and James, and you end up with none of them right. at the end of the at the end of a year. Wouldn't so, that be interesting? Right. So again, <clears throat> as of, and again, he, they're, they're, James and the organization is of the seventy six is in a vicarious position because he's a declining player. Nobody's gonna pay top dollar for him. Again, and and Daryl Moore don't feel like he need, he needs or should have to pay pennies on a dollar for him. Although he should understand right. too, that he's a declining player. Right. So you know maybe that's how it ends. You know for me, and again, hopefully it ends before Joel gets too pissed off. That's that's your best bet. But yeah. if it does end, and, and Daryl Moore comes to the realization that the James is a declining player, and just to send mm-hmm. him off and just just be done and wash the hands with the situation, just get what you can get. And just and just wash your hands of it and move on because again, you're not going to get a top end player, especially if a younger no. player. James is in his thirties. No. You're not going to get a twenty five year old ascending player for James Harden. Mm. Best you can get is a couple of second round picks and maybe a role player. That's my that's right. my price tag. Right. So I, I don't I don't know uh, what else can be said in regards to what his value is. Mm. So. And that's what it lands for me. But again, it needs to get fixed. It needs to get fixed fast because if it doesn't, Joel's going to get upset and he's going to want out and then you're really going to be stuck because if there's no Joel B, there's no... The process is dead. There's no 76ers, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The process is yeah. dead. And we do know that uh, James has no problem becoming ex- uh, extremely petty. Oh, absolutely. Not at all. Oh, it's all about him. It's all yeah. about him. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they understand and read the room and realize that this is good... Get to the point where this whole franchise can blow up in one week. Yep. You know, because no matter what you do, and how, if you honor trades or don't honor trades coming from either Harden or Embiid, having both of them in the building on the contract and they don't want to play there, that's not something you want either. Especially with a new coach. You got a brand new coach. Yep. So, you know, do you, have, do you have any final thoughts on this uh, before we move on? No, no. Like I said, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to see how this plays out. But, you know, um, I agree with you on this sentiment. You're going to have to get it figured out. And you, you know, I wanted, uh, one of the things was the trade value, right? And teams feeling like, oh, we got to get this uh, value that we have perceived for this player. There's times when it's better to take, like you said, less to move the player and, and and avoid the contentious situation where your star player now looks at the landscape and says, okay, uh, I'm going to make a decision that this is who you've hitched your, your, your cart to. Right. I want out as well. And you end up losing, as you said, you end up losing two. And one of them is the cornerstone of your, your organization, AKA the process. So uh, I agree with you on that one. If you got to take less, Take less and, and and build from there. Yeah, because you can't see that's a problem with, with certain GMs and certain organizations. They look at the schematic and the skill set sheet and say, okay, $35, dollars should bring back this particular amount of capital, and that's right. where they land at. And if they can't get that, they don't right. want to move. You can't be married to that kind of stuff. 
Nope. Amy nope. Mary Thorpe. So we'll see how things go. But overall, I think I think they need to get this rectified and get it rectified soon. And you know, they can fight the fight with the fine, all that good stuff. But the issue at hand needs to get resolved before Joel decides that he wants out of Philadelphia. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets uh, are an interesting franchise. Now, they were just recently uh, bought out uh, by a different organization. Michael Jordan sold his uh, majority stake in the the organization. Is no longer the team owner, majority team owner. Uh, I believe it was another group. uh, The name escapes me right now, who bought the group. So it's under new management. I like the Washington Commanders. Under new management, under new regime. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this particular ownership group... uh, what direction to go as far as this franchise is concerned. Right. But um, as it stands right now, I think the Hornets are uh, are definitely uh, building something here. Um, and I, I just found out, uh, uh, I guess you said right before the show, that although he's not technically on the books, it's, most, it's likely in, in almost positive um, from organizational perspective that P.J. Washington is going to come back. Uh, right. So he's going to be an added piece, another good young added piece to this roster that's going to fill it out even further. Richie Richie, what's happening out there, good brother? What's going on? So, uh, but so yeah, it was Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin uh, that is a part of a group that also has uh, J. Cole and Eric Church uh, for three billion from Michael Jordan. There you go, and there it is. Kurt, Kurt with Rich the Johnny on the spot ugly. news. <laughs> I look awake, and you still look ugly. <laughs> hey, there they go. We call there it they <laughs> but I appreciate you being here and supporting, uh, as always. Thank you so much, Rich. You're, oh, my, you're my you're my fave. You're my fave. <laughs> we was in a dark room with darts shooting at each other. Um, you're you're my fave. Uh, oh man, <laughs> he said I own that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate oh, that. So, yeah. yeah, I would I would hope you go fast down a slow cliff. You know what? I can't, do, I can't with either one of y'all. I can't with either one of y'all. But getting yeah. back to the situation at hand, the Charlotte Hornets, yeah. uh, I think they're building something here. I think that's something that's uh, uh, on a slow uh, upward tilt. That's why we, you know, we spotlight mm-hmm. him. We're talking about teams that we feel like are on the rise and, you know, one or two breaks, you know, to, to the, <clears throat> the right, not the left. You know, they could definitely right. be an ascending, uh, rapidly ascending franchise. Um, and again, going back to my original point about how we feel like this ownership group could turn this team, I think that they got a good nucleus. Um, we talking about Lamella Ball being a franchise point guard. You got Terry Rozier. Well, I'm I'm slightly jealous about Terry Rozier because I like Terry Rozier as a as a uh, player. I think he, he he can put up points. I think he can seize a score. Um, yeah. You know, and it was rumors that the Lakers were, were vying for his services at one point in the trade deadline. Now mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna say this. You know how I feel about D'Angelo Russell. Now, if I had to pick between Terry Rozier and Daniel Russell, damn it, I want Terry Rozier. Terry That's Rozier can, can, can put the ball in the basket. And I don't got issues with with his with his attitude, right? Yes. So, but again, but uh, that's uh that's you know that's a story for another day. But yet yeah. again, you know Terry Rozier is a baller, and uh, I think that uh, I think that he's you know he's a good player as far as uh you know what their backcourt is currently comprised of. Um, they Gordon Hay was another player, another good shooting, uh, uh, small forward for them. He's a good player. 
they brought Miles Bridges back on a on a slight deal. Um, you know, we know his his injury history, well, not injury history, his legal history, excuse me, in regards to uh, uh what he had going on in the uh, offseason. And he came back on a slight deal. He, he rarely fumbled the bag for a supermax and by getting in trouble legally. So he's on right. back on a on a on a one-year deal. Um, hopefully he can get back to playing good basketball because he was he was an ascending player before he got uh he got uh, hit with that charge. So Right. Uh, you know, another added piece. And then, you know, looking into the drafts, this is around their nucleus. You know, like I said, I talk about P.J. Washington, but uh, Brandon Miller, who they drafted this past summer. So mm-hmm. I really believe that those guys, that nucleus right there is something to, you could you can shake it. You can shake your, your hand and say, hey, you know, we got we got some we got some players. You know, right. um, you know, I'm not sh- too familiar with their role players and probably for good reason, because they are, you know, some uh, unproven's. Right. But um, appreciate you, Rich. Appreciate you coming through, good guy. Uh, but, you know, but I think that their their core is at, at its at its at its peak are, are definitely some of the solid players. How do you feel about right. this roster as it's currently constructed? Uh, I think it, I, I agree with you. I think it has potential. Uh, I think uh, it's still rounding out. There's still, to me, a couple pieces to strengthen uh, their position and and Rich be safe out there at Niagara Falls. You know it's all love. Uh, But, uh, you know, again, I think they do definitely have building blocks. I think LaMelo Ball is right there on the cusp of being uh, a truly impactful player. I think injuries have, have hindered his uh, full uh, maturation uh, in the NBA. We've seen glimpses. We've seen the potential flash. It's just that the injury history has halted what he could become. Uh, With Gordon Hayward, I know that he has now seemed to fully recover from that injury. Yeah, that he he had. ankle injury he had, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's just amazing for him. Uh, to be impactful at his level uh, coming after that injury. Uh, Miles Bridges, as you said, he he was he was right there. And I think that this sums up the team, right? There's there's players that are right there. Do they take the next step? Do do they uh, uh, cross over that bridge and, and, and become that team that can make noise. I agree with Terry Rozier and your statement. I think he's one of the more unheralded uh, players in the NBA. He's super consistent. You know what you're going to get from him pretty much uh, day in, day out. And he he is, uh, quote, unquote, the elder statesman uh, on this team. And so uh, I'm interested to see what they do this year. Uh, because, again, there's been, what was it, last year? They were making noise before the LaMelo La, La ball. Um, yeah. And, it was last and, year or the year before? But I more so the year was, before, but, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. They, they've had they've shown glimmers when they've been healthy, but that's been the issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. the issue's been, been extreme health problems. And, you know, I don't want to put the, the injury tag on the family, but LaMelo, Lonzo, Jello, they they got they've all been injured. Angelo, yeah, 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 they've all been injured. So I'm like, man, what is going on? But that's the conversation yeah. for another day. But hopefully, Lamelo can stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe you need to put a little more muscle on that frame. You know, to help with uh, the you know from his his style of play. But I mean, again, just at the core, the core in the nucleus, and them getting Brandon Miller in the draft. I think that was a really good pickup. Um, yeah. Six foot nine, two hundred pounds, 
small forward. I mean, you know, they don't, they always don't grow on trees. <laughs> you know, those don't grow on trees. I think they definitely are trending in the right direction. It's just a question yeah. of where, what direction they're, they're headed with the new owner. Yeah. But, yeah, um, you know, just looking at the breakdown from a, a position perspective, like I said, you got LaMelo, Rogier, um, to name a few in the point guard department, um, Gordon Haywood and Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges and Long P.J. Washington in the, in the forward department <laughs> and, uh, and Mark Williams is going to be look like he's going to be right. a starting center. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, again, I think they got a good starting five. I really do. And I think that if you look at this from this perspective, if you're going to start, you know, we talk about the starting five. Get into that LaMelo, Rozier, Brandon starting, um, PJ Washington, Mark Williams. So that would that would leave you with uh, Gordon Hayward, you know, to, you know, for, uh, for the main guy off the bench. Um and then again, it's just depending on they need one more. What do you want or two more guys off the bench? I think that's where they go on a falter. Is that their bench play is gonna be gonna be gonna be a little bit questionable? Because again, right. you're, you're top in heavy with your with your stars, and that's your starting five. But then once you go to the bench, it's not much there. It's not much there. So I think that's where that's where the the issue lies with this roster at the moment. But right. yeah, they need another free agency period, another draft, and they might be all right. Might be all right. They, they definitely need some people. On the bench, and they, and we who knows we could be looking at some future stars here when it comes down to these air quote no names, you know, right. um, you know, your Nick Smith, your Kobe Simmons, and all those guys, you know, who they brought in. So you know, if these guys pop, then they could be better than advertised, mm. you know. But I mean, you know, just looking at it from a, a, a I guess you can say an age perspective, you know, most of these cats are twenty five and under. You know, Lamelo's only twenty one, right? Uh, Miles is twenty five. Uh, PJ is oh he's not on here oh I'm sorry he's 24 PJ's 24 um yeah Terry Rogers is 29 and Gordon Hay was 33 so yeah yeah you know and most of these young cats like I said they're 20 21 24 a couple of 22s Kyle Johnson and, and a few others they're 22 years old so yeah they're, they're, they're nice super young super young mm-hmm. team um yeah it's just a matter of what the what the stars do and how the uh, other role players follow those leads. It's probably what's going to be the uh, determining factor whether or not they do anything this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, but going back to the starting five, like we said, we feel like Lamella Ball at twenty three points a game is is there, and that that should stay there or maybe improve. A Terrell's year twenty one. I think that's where he lives at. I think he's lived there for a few years now. Um, we don't know what Brandon Miller is going to be yet, but I would I would argue that he could let, land around fourteen points a game as a rookie. I think that's that's feasible. Okay. Um, PJ Watson is hovering around 15. Mark Williams is nine. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're averaging if if PJ, if Brandon Mark Brandon, if PJ comes in and Brandon Miller comes in at 14, they average about 83 points a game on the just from a just from a starter perspective. And then you got Gordon Hayward, who I think he's around 15, 16, 17 points. So that's I guess you close to 100. Um, you know, but again, you're looking at six people that's scoring. Everybody else is, you know, their bench is the only issue for me. I think that's right. gonna be the the, the problematic, uh, you know, uh, issue for this team is that their bench play. Right. So, so we just have seen. But, you know, the other question I have is their coach. They hired a guy by the name of Steve Clifton last year. And this is interesting to me because this is this is Michael Jordan hire. Because he was hired mm. by Jordan before he left. So now, you know, he went 27 to 55 last year. So you know what most ownership groups do when they don't have, it's not their guy. You know, I'm sure right. he's on a very short leash. When it comes yes. down to the idea of him being the coach going forward, so yes. um, yeah, so I would, I would, I would wonder if I'm him, you know, whether or not my job is secure. If this team doesn't win well, 
you know, because they were 14, they were 14 seed, the second from the bottom last year, yeah. as far as records concerned. So, I mean, if you had to guess, based upon the way the roster is currently constructed, no trades done, nothing as far as uh, acquisitions made. If they rolled this team out um, <laughs> this year in its entirety, how we looked at it, what do you feel like they land in regards to their win total? Uh, I would say remaining healthy for the majority mm. of the season, yeah. I would I would bump them up to 32 and 50. Damn, you took my number. <laughs> we do that every now and then. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah. uh yeah, yeah, 32 uh, yeah I, I, 30, I think 32 is very optimistic. Um again, like it, it does de- depend on health. And again, they are young for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, Gordon and and uh and Terry are not younger, than, you know, the younger statesmen, but they only, you know, we're talking late twenties, early thirties. We're not talking like 34, 35, 36 years old. They're right. they're still they still can boogie. It may not be every yes. single night like the young boys, but yeah, you know, again, you gotta get some level of of, of solid, solid play out of the young guys on those uh back-to-back nights or those not weeks where you got three games or four games in a, in a seven-day period. You know, that, that type of thing is going to be uh, going to determine where those do those losses pile up in that stretch or they don't. So, but yeah, I, I'm very interested and very excited to see what Brandon Miller does this year. I did like him in the draft. Um, I was very curious how that was going to, that, that, that dynamic was going to shake out as far as who landed him for him between him right. and Scoot because everybody pretty much knew that when Mignano was going to go first. They said, well, right. was Brandon going to go next? Was Scoot going to go next? Who was it going to get? Right. But then they, to me, I feel like they made the right decision because, again, the, the guard play that you have and the amount of guards that you have, Brandon Miller's the logical choice because he's a small forward. Mm. So it, make, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense about, yeah. about him choosing that. So we'll see how things go. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, LaMelo bounce back. And, um, you know, I always like to see Terry play. And I'm going to see what Brandon Miller does this year. And I think that this team will ultimately, um, you know, be um, a feel good story, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with the NFL segment, and we're going to talk about that preseason. We're going to get into some uh, preseason news, and we're going to talk about uh, Jonathan Taylor and how things are going in that regard <laughs> <laughs> with him and old, old, our old buddy Ursay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be back in a minute 30.
And we are back. We are back with our NFL segment. That is our ad for the 30-minute lockdown show airing each and every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all your public platforms you get your podcasts from. We give you news and views of the NBA and NFL sports world in 30 minutes or less. And this week, we are rolling out a full Los Angeles, Los Angeles Chargers episode. We're going to roll out a full Chargers episode. I feel like I'm going to get my Chargers the love they deserve. So I'm going to roll out a full Chargers episode this week, breaking down everything I've seen from training camp, preseason, uh, who I feel like is shining in camp, as well as what, I, what my projections are for the 53-man roster coming in at the end of August. So look out for that on Thursday at 11 a.m. Like, comment, subscribe as always. Let me know how you feel. Drop your comments. Let me know what's going on. If you feel like the Chargers are on the rise, what are they going to do? Are they going to charge her like they always do? Or is it the curse finally over? <laughs> we will see. We will see. But, yeah, let's right. talk about preseason, man. Week two is here. Like I said in the beginning of the show, you know, I'm I'm analyzing, I'm digesting, I'm watching film. You know, I'm DVRing these games and I'm playing them back, you know, watching 22, the 22 view in certain regards just to see what I can garner from this. But I'm, I'm, I'm missing... I'm missing the the idea of what uh, the first team looks like in a lot of regards. There's a lot of teams mm. out there, you know, taking that Sean McVay role and not playing their starters. So mm-hmm. it's you know it's not the same brand of football we're accustomed to when it comes down to the regular season. That's for sure. Right. You know, right. I w- I see that you know uh, the old school coaches are still playing them. Like you get uh, you get uh, Bill Belichick, you get Andy Reid, Sean Payton. They're playing their play. They're playing the guys. But everybody else right. kind of falling back. So, with that being said, it's been an interesting week uh, in regards yeah. to what the uh, preseason hit was. Uh, I guess you can say uh, what the preseason week two was like. Um, right. You know, we had a bunch of games. It was a full slate of games. We went from Thursday to Monday. That part I do like. Like I do, I get a slate of games practically every day from Thursday to Monday. That's a that's a good look. That's a good look. I'm be for real with you. If I can get, and that way that gives you time to basically, you know, you don't give a a slew of games in one day. You got to break down all in one time. You can break them down, you know, in waves. So that that's the part I do like. So, you know, starting with uh, Thursday, Cleveland, Philly, Friday, you had Carolina, New York, Cincinnati, and Atlanta. Um, You know, just starting with the Thursday and Friday games. What was your, you know, overall takeaways from those games, and what did you see uh, in regards to those games? You know, what stood out to you? you know, positive or negative. I'm in agreement with you of wanting to see the starters to really get a true, to truly analyze where the team stands right now. There's part, uh, and I'm going to, this is for Cleveland. I'm happy to see certain things happen. I really am impressed. Again, DTR has had two good weeks, uh, a powerful showing. And for those who don't know DTR is Dorian Thompson Robinson quarterback. Yes. Yes. Mm. For, for, for Cleveland. Um, it has benefited him. These two weeks have really showed, uh, that he belongs. Mm -hmm. He's been dynamic. He's, in my opinion, He's made his case to move up to the number two uh, quarterback position behind Deshaun. And again, I am not saying that he's better than Deshaun. I'm not saying that there's a quarterback controversy. But one thing that we've seen is that uh, we've seen the importance of having a quarterback that can step in and right the ship if your main quarterback goes out for one to two games. 
Because like, let me tell you, the backup quarterback <laughs> situation in this league is porous as, yeah. as, as a whole. Like 32 yeah. teams, it is porous. It is only a few. You probably could count them on one hand that yeah. got capable backups. I think the 49ers yeah. got one. I think the Raiders got themselves mm-hmm. one. I think the, the Browns got themselves one. But that might be it. Like even Marcus Mariota is yeah. looking wild out here. Speaking of yeah. the Eagles game, he's out there looking like they're saying that the third string guy might take his job. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 wild out here in in, this, in these uh, backup streets. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to, to to answer your question with the as I get ready to answer the question, I don't remember the last time I've seen this many ties in one preseason. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I it was. It was. It, it, I two see two. Yeah, it was two. Yeah, it was yeah, two. This week. It was yeah. two. And then it was uh, last week. It was one. So, you know, I, I don't know. Well, that's that's the thing. They don't. They don't play overtime in 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 preseason. So it is what it is in the fourth quarter. Right. Um. But Cleveland Philadelphia game again. Uh. You know, DTR notwithstanding. Um. I, I hate to use a blanket statement of its preseason. But it's preseason. Uh, the Cleveland-Philadelphia game, it it played out the way it played out. Uh, you know, there's it, it left me for a loss of words because I'm watching this and I'm just stunned because I'm like, it's warm jello. Are we really having a tie right now? Like, this, is this what we're doing, right? Uh, Carolina and New York, listen, I'm going to move on to Carolina and New York. I am so happy in what I saw because I was extremely nervous with Carolina that first game. Um, I I I was I was holding and and sitting there with bated breath of what's happening because I am one of those people that that check out YouTube and I was uh, watching the the story and the 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 coverage of Bryce. And, you know, the in-house coverage. And so I was buying into Carolina of what they was putting out on YouTube. And then I see it get translated to the field and I became nervous. Now, I was at DEFCON 3. Damn, that high? Yeah, yeah, it was was there for a second. Your rookie quarterback, even being a rookie um, and a rookie, again, I don't. I don't think his height and his frame has anything to do with his ability to play the game of football from an execution point. But I do think, listen, there's men running four or fives and less than 60 plus and 300 pounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot look past the fact that, Bryce is what 205 on a good day on a good day uh-huh. there's something about uh force times weight equals impact that you just can't get past I don't care what we talking about this has nothing to do with the right arm and that machine that's between his ears mm-hmm. there's something about gravity when you have a 300 pound person moving at a rate of speed 
that's a very high rate of speed falling on a player. We've seen bigger quarterbacks with more stature suffer collarbones and shoulder injuries uh, with more mass on their body. So there was hits that I was durability, right? And so in the New York Carolina game, I was happy to see uh, a better representation, but I'm still nervous about that offensive line for Carolina. Uh, And then Atlanta – Atlanta and Cincinnati, listen, I think I think we we saw what we expected from a player uh, of the caliber of their running back, right? Um, I think we know what Carolina has. I think we understand what Carolina is looking to do. Uh, and in this game with Atlanta and Cincinnati, I was impressed with some of the the young players that that uh, came on the field for Atlanta. Uh, again, I don't think they're going to suddenly uh, do a full 180, but things are looking in a more upward turn for Atlanta. And listen, we know what Cincinnati has. If they don't have what you could say is a top three wide receiver, especially starter starters, if yeah, they don't yeah. have top three, they're a tight number four between T. Higgins, Jamar I'm, Chase. I, I'm, well, I'm going higher than that. I'm shooting higher than that. They they might be top two and not two. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you know, this, especially with, three, with that quarterback. Yeah, with the three dogs they got, and they drafted another one. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I don't, now, I don't see, I don't see the argument there. That you know, it that this it speaks to otherwise. Now, I am concerned about that soft tissue injury for Joe Burrow. I am too. Um, I am that too, has me concerned. You know, it's uh, tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. You you think you're yeah. good, and then one wrong turn, one false move, and then it's back to square one. Yep. One one. Let me get out the gate, uh, like we saw, yep. and it's a pull up and down on the ground. And when you're talking about that injury, uh, uh, calf injury. You're dealing with hamstrings. You're dealing with Achilles. Those are all tied together. And mm-hmm. all it takes, and we've seen this, all it takes is, as you said, one get-out-of-dodge moment, one looking to drop the into second gear. Mm-hmm. And I think we both know what would happen to Cincinnati season if uh, that goes back cold. to your That goes back to your comment yeah. about backup quarterbacks. That they don't have one. We just named who we got them, and they don't have one. No, so you, no, if you go no. from what is it? Was it was it Allen, Kyle Allen from Joe Burrow to Kyle Allen? No thanks. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think anybody's signing up for that, no, right? No. But that's what I thought about those games. I mean, it's, again, we're getting closer to the real season, uh, the full season. But I am in in the sentiment with you. Um, I want to see more yeah, of the I'm, starters. Yeah, I, I'm not asking for a whole game. I just want to see you know maybe a quarter. You know yeah. of, of that, yeah. you know that kind of thing. Yeah. But overall, I mean, you know, to you know, to to give my brief take on you know what we what I feel like in those uh, games on Thursday and Friday, um, you know, like definitely kudos to uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson DCR. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely going to be a, uh, uh, I guess you can say, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, an unexpected treasure. For yeah, them, you yeah. know, it's, you know, yeah. I think it's, it is. I mean, it's very comforting to have a capable backup, and I think they do have that. Um, but more so than that, I really feel like this Cleveland team, people aren't paying enough attention to, in my opinion. 
Because if, yeah. if, if 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 Deshaun Watson comes back to 85, 80, 85, maybe 90% of who he was two years yeah. ago, two, three years ago, yeah. with this receiving core, who's highly underrated, highly underrated. Kudos to you, too. Kudos to you on bringing that to the uh, forefront of a very sneaky wide receiver core that you, you should pay attention to. Right, rightfully so. Amari Cooper, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you got Elijah yeah. Moore, and yeah. a guy named Cedric Tillman. Who they drafted? Yes. Who is a player? And if if people don't know, Cedric Tillman was the receiver on the other side of that speed demon uh, that's in and and with the Giants right now. That rookie, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. He was the other receiver uh, Mm -hmm. uh, that made a uh, uh, quite a duo at Tennessee. That they did at the time. So yeah, Cedric Tillman is is another one of them that you should pay attention to. Right. Um, I'm seeing the, uh, the the makings of a monster when it comes to Jalen Carter too. By the way, I just want to put that out there. I just want to put that oh, yeah, out there. Yeah. To have yeah. for people to understand that I, I, I see a monster <laughs> in the making. <laughs> and uh, I think in I case think you've been paying attention, I think that if you're on the equal schedule this year, you you should be concerned. That's just that's yeah, just my yeah. that's just my personal advice. I yeah, think he's he a grown man. Yeah, he's a he's very a big man. He's a big time grown man. I, I mean, you yeah. speak anytime Lane Johnson speak glowingly of you, and he's. An offensive lineman, that's to tell you. And he's seen a lot of football and a lot of players. A lot of good, a lot of good tackles in his league. And he said yeah. that he's him. So uh yeah, I would be on I'll be I'll be concerned if I'm a guard in this league. If I'm a guard or a center in this league, maybe even the tackle. Yeah, I'd be a little concerned if he, if that if that if that if that behemoth was lying up next on the outside of me personally. That's just me. And, and, and and listen, let me real quick say football talk to people that don't get why uh that is important. Lane gets to see what we don't. He gets to see him in practice. Exactly. And if you know anything about practice, there has been a number of players who people say what you see in the game is half of what happens in practice. And and because Lane is going against this young man mm-hmm. in practice or seeing one of his teammates go against him in practice, he gets to see things that have not made it on film. So Absolutely. when he's saying that, Leo, he's that dude as a mm-hmm. rookie, as you said, pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. Now, when it comes out of Friday, I, I, I'm more on the uh, on the resounding negative than you are when it comes down to the Carolina Panthers. I'm ready to push the panic button on this O-line. <laughs> I really am. Because you all have to realize, too, that yeah, Bryce didn't get sacked with one time, but he was in danger a whole lot. Oh, and yeah. He had blood on. He, he had blood did. on. Exactly. So, and again, and I harken back to, now, mind you, I feel, feel like that Bryce is a, is a more capable Tua Tonga Valoa from a size perspective. But again, yep, he's yep. him and Tua have the same problem. They're not elite athletes. So when it comes down to no. protecting them and their size and their stature and their frame, you got to yes. do it. And they, they're not yes. doing a good job of it right now. And I'm concerned. I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And this really could derail, derail a positive season they could have had um, if they can't protect Bryce Young. Because again, yes. you, you, to yeah. your point, his arm talent, his accuracy, and his 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 mental, you know, capability, mental ability to play the position is top notch. Yes. But if yes. I can't get the ball off, that none of that shit matters. Mm. None of it. None of it matters. Of it. So I'm I'm close to pushing the panic button on this. I they got to figure it out. They really do. Yes. Um, yes. But um, you know, I didn't see much. You know, I'm in the wave of anything. You know, too too overly. Uh, Eye popping from the Bengals or the Giants, but I will say one thing: Bijan Robinson is another problem. Like for Jalen Collard to be a problem on the defensive side, 
Bijan Robinson is going to be a problem for offenses, for defenses that have to face the Falcons this year. I'm just letting you know. He's I'm just letting him. you know. He's definitely He's him. him. He's definitely him. And it's one of those things where, you know, he 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 made me feel on a couple of plays that he caught the ball or he he got the ball in the backfield, how I felt when Damon Thompson was running the ball for, for the Chargers. Like when mm-hmm. LT touched it a lot of times, I knew it was going to be special. And Bijan touched it a couple of times. I was like, this is going to be special. And he was. He was. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm telling you right now that be on the lookout for Bijan. And the way the offense is going to feature the run, that's going to be a highly productive back. And I pray he stays healthy because I want to see it all. Yes. I want to see it all. Uh, but moving yes. over to, but moving on to Saturday, um, you know, I don't, I don't have much to say about uh, the Detroit Lions or the Jacksonville Jaguars outside of the fact that I think Tanks Bigsby is a really good, solid backup for uh, for uh, ETN. I think they did well to pick him up. Um, I think Jack Campbell and Brian Branch are definitely worth their weight in gold when they didn't they draft the high. Um, I, again, to the Houston's point, I, I'm still a little concerned about C.J. Stroud's protection. Yes, um, that's yes. a concern for me too. Um, in their offense, they offense hadn't moved the ball in any facet, uh, well, and in, in two preseason games, that's an issue. Now, I get, I get it that you got yes. a decent coach, but you got to score points, you got to score points. Um, you know, and uh, the and another hot take I think the Pittsburgh still is underrated. Oh, listen, I listen, can I can I can I pause this for a sure, second? Go ahead, I was, I was, I was trying to figure out a way. Uh, to convince you of where can we put that George Pickens clip in uh, that catch in one of the promos? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that yeah. catch, that catch, sir. Yeah. He yeah. went full well, alien. He, <laughs> he went full alien. <laughs> he, he did. He really did. He but that's the thing. He does that on a regular basis. So it's not like you again practice. It's like practice. yeah, when you you see him do this like often. So it's like. Okay, how many times can I see Michael Jordan dunk from the free throw line? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just yes. you just understand that just that that's what that's what he does. That's yes. what he does. Yes. But I'm just I'm, I'm just talking about I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. But the the offense and Kenny Pickett looks even more comfortable. Offense second year, second right. year. Yes, yes. But 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 your problem is going to come in on the defensive side mm, because Quan Alexander, the picking up Quan Alexander in that middle of that defense is a problem. I mean, mm. it's so much of a problem he got a fine for hitting somebody too hard last week. Hello. Too but, hard. But but you not even gonna get to Quan because the problem is your front your front five or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who Those are, monsters who, up, who, up who, you, who might they be? Uh they might be TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. That's your problem one and two. Then mm-hmm. you got a guy by the name of Nick Herberg, yeah. who they drafted yeah. late. He, he he's recorded a, a sack and a half every preseason game that he's played. Mm. So you mean he's to tell me his own Baltimore Ravens streak? So you mean to tell me that he's gonna be a third edge rusher for them? This is gonna yep. be highly yep. productive. Mm-hmm. So I think from a run perspective and a pass respect, pass perspective, y'all got issues. And then, um, let's not forget that that this is anchored by one of the best safeties in the league, making Fitzpatrick in the back end of it, all this. Oh, and Peterson on one side, and you didn't even uh, mention the other DT that they have, uh, CH. Oh, I was I was going to leave that. I was going to leave that to uh, oh, last. Okay, yeah, was, okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay, you got you got Patrick Peterson on one side, and you got Joy Porter Jr. on the other side at the corners, and Mika is is, is rounding out the 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 end, the end of the secondary. 
Yeah. So he's you got him. Blake. You got blanket coverage in 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 ridiculously productive pass rush. That's an issue for people, and I think that be seeing them give Buffalo a lot of problems with their first team. Yeah. Yeah. It's telling me it's giving me a lot of they're going to be better than advertised vibes. It, right. it, it really does. It really does. So I think that this particular team is that, that division. I mean, assuming Joe Burrow's health is going is seriously going to be the black and blue division because it's no way in in hell that you can't tell me all four teams are not going to be good. I don't believe and, it. And they do have a rookie that dropped to the second round whose father um, was known as one of the baddest men in the league. That's a fact. That's a fact. He's a junior. He's a junior, and yeah. uh, many had him as one of the top rated DBs. Hey, he had an interception this past week, so hey, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So again, you know, and just just to round that out, like I said, you got Brendan Freehoko and Keanu Benson as uh, as as your young up and coming run stopping nose tackles. You know, and then you know again, and if you have to do all that, and you still haven't mentioned Cameron Hayward, that's a problem. Mm. That's a problem. Mm. That's mm. a problem. So, mm. young nucleus, solid core, great pass rush. Yes, and uh, offense that's ascending and getting better from a whole holistic standpoint. That, yes. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. For yeah. Me. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and all the, yeah. So, uh, you know, in you know, in, in geek. <sighs> I don't. I'm. I'm let you watch Hard Knocks and regards of the Jets. I'm not going to speak on it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they, they're. They're all. To me, they're already in the Kayla Williams sweepstakes. Yeah. Um. I will say, from Jordan Love's perspective, he looked better this week than he, he did, did last he week. Did. I think he, he did, did look better. Um, he did. Now I will shout out my guy Julius Chestnut. Uh, one of my former players who I coached. Uh, running yeah. back, back up running back for the Titans. He looked really good from the Titans' perspective. Um. But I will say the problem I had with the Titans is there is them having three, you know, what we thought or what we assumed were capable quarterbacks, and they not let them yeah. throw. Will Levis yeah. didn't play at all. Malik Willis played the entire game, and I'm assuming they're going to give maybe Will Levis the entire game next week. But regardless, yes. they didn't let Will Levis play when they split time in completely in the first game. And right. Malik Willis, out of, out of the four quarters of football, only threw the ball 17 times. How do you showcase whether I can throw the ball or not if you're not going to let me throw it? Which gives me, you know, bad vibes of how they feel about either one of those backups, which tell me that the Tannehill era is not over. Mm. So. Hello. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for me, like I said, to round it out, you know, for the other games, I think that the, the Chiefs look good. Um, going against the Cardinals, though, so that's kind of a, you know, you know, use that as a, take that for what it is. The Cardinals are not that great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the backup quarterbacks for the 49ers look better, but they still look a little look a little look a little rusty. Um Brock yeah. looked decent. Um yeah. Russell looked better this week. Um Aiden O'Connell, uh, yeah, put another good performance in. Um he's one of the better uh, backups, I think, for the Raiders. And um yeah. Deuce Vaughn, yet again, another week of making people miss. Didn't get a lot yes. of carries either. But the ones he had, he they were special. Yes. Yes. They were special. Yes. So what are what are your takeaways from the Saturday slate? Uh I think I think Jacksonville is gonna be something to contend with. Um I'm just I got that good feeling about Jacksonville. And uh well, yeah, I think the offense know. is gonna is gonna is gonna take off. I'm I'm just wondering what that defense is gonna look like. 
Doug Peterson has, you know, uh, I was listening to a breakdown of the quarterbacks that Doug Peterson has interacted with. And he he could almost be the quarterback whisperer. Um, it's just good juju uh, mm-hmm. that gets around quarterbacks when he's in, involved, right? And so I, I like the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Houston and Miami, hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm with you on Pittsburgh, looking at this team round out, uh, knowing that Coach Tomlin is coming in with Black Air Force One energy. Uh, it seems to <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. It seems to have caught hold, uh, mm-hmm. and the team is going the route of uh, the coach, right? Chicago, Indy, yeah, Tampa, New York. Watch Hard Knocks uh, for more clarity and for more interest there. I'm with you with Green Bay. Um, I'm not saying that it's the complete handover, but uh-huh. Jordan Love has looked better. Uh, he's looked better and better with each rep, each throw. Uh, he has shown that he can make some throws, uh, and and maybe they they know something from him sitting the amount of years that he has, uh, you know, been there. Uh, and outside of that, um, the Seattle-Dallas game was interesting to me, but also was the New Orleans uh, Saints and Chargers game. I'm I'm gonna go on the record, man. I I'm feeling I'm feeling something good with both of those teams. The Chargers have impressed me uh two weeks in a row and it's been more about what they've shown collectively compared to just one or two players. It's just the overall team seems to be functioning a lot better. I'm liking the left side of that offensive line. And again, there are certain teams that if your backups or if those players that are vying for playing time, rotational players that are going to be contributing are looking good, then to me, all, all arrows signs point upwards because the, the starters should just add to it. And with the Saints and the Chargers, both of those teams look like they have something. And rounding that out, hey, streaks are made to be broken. And Washington about uh, that? Mm. beat up and, and won a game on a last-second field goal to end a multi-year undefeated preseason streak that the Ravens had going on. So I think that went back yeah. to like 2015. Yeah, 2015. The Ravens hadn't lost a preseason game. Mm. Yeah. You know, the, the Saints and Chargers game a little more critical on. Um, you know, I, I I'm gonna give a full breakdown of that on Thursday, like I said. Um right. but you know I think I saw some good things and I saw some things still need to be cleaned up. There was, it was a total flip from week to week. Like we had a big time problem with penalties last week against the Rams. But the New Orleans yeah. Saints were the ones getting all the penalties this particular game. You know, but yet again, you know, our offense doesn't seem to move as fluidly with Easton Stick quarterbacking. You know, I, I think okay. that, you know, I've, I've never really been a fan of him being our backup. That's why I thought that um, Max Duggan was a good pickup for us in the seventh round. But again, okay. they let Easton Stick play the whole game. They didn't let Max play at all, which I don't get. But again, you know, and especially with him, he got two teammates of his on the, on the roster with Darius Davis and, and Quentin Johnston. So, you know, I'm just wondering if they're going to give him the third game and let him just go, right? Honestly, truly, I would love okay. to see them play a starter as a series, in my personal opinion, but 
I doubt Brandon Staley would do that. But uh, but again, you know, from the reserve perspective, I did like some flashes from our from our young D lineman, uh, who we one we drafted, um, Scott Maylog and the guy we picked up in UDFA, um, uh, right. Clark. They did they look pretty good. Um I like what Deion Henley gave us, our third round pick linebacker out of Washington. He was he was solid. Um right. I did I did I did like what uh Tui uh Tuli Lapo, I hope I sounded that sounded said that right. <laughs> I, I, I edge rusher we picked up from USC. I did he did have some good plays, um, some, yeah. some negative plays. He he definitely um he definitely got the better of Trevor Penning on a couple of snaps. So that was that was good to see. So overall, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 a it's a, it's a it's a good building blocks that they had. You know, they, you know, they you know, wins and loss don't really matter in preseason. So I'm not gonna hang my hat on the fact that they lost the game. I think they did play right. pretty, you know, pretty well from the people that you really wanted to spotlight, highlight to see that they're gonna be contributors. <laughs> Guys feel like they're gonna be contributors in the regular season. I think they did pretty well. Right. Um right. yeah. And then the Baltimore Ravens and the Washington Commanders game was just entertaining. Like just overall. Yeah. But uh, yet again, another name, a household name that I want the people to understand is going to be there soon is Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson is a player, and I've been saying that since he got drafted. And, and that's scary. Oh, and he that's cause and that's scary to say when you're on a team with uh, scary Terry. Right. Exactly. So for him being the number two option on this team, it, look out, <laughs> look out. Uh, I think Jahan Dotson is going to show a lot of people, assuming he stays healthy, that he's going to be. Of of underrated, highly underrated pickup for the commanders, and he's going to be that guy uh, going forward. He's yes. going to be a good target for Sam Howell, and I give Sam Howell a lot of credit too. He looked good. Sam Howell yeah. looked good, and Eric Bieniemy's offense looked great. So kudos to Eric B in that offense. Yeah. So I, I definitely yeah. think that they're doing uh, big things there. So we'll see how things go. But I mean, overall, I mean, say it was a solid preseason uh, week two. You know, I'm not yeah. not, uh, not taking nothing uh, away from that. You know, even though it was mainly you know reserves. In a sense, yeah. you know, some guys that may or may not make the team, but overall, it was a good week. It was definitely a good week. Yeah, yeah. So as we round out the preseason, let's talk about who we felt like who was hot. Um, for me, I feel like uh, a guy by the name of Demarco Helms, who's an uh, Alabama defensive back, uh, who plays now with the Falcons, is somebody you need to keep an eye on. Yeah. Because this particular Mar- guy, Maryland born and bred too. Yeah, this particular guy has recorded an interception in every preseason game he's played so far. Yeah, he's had, he's had yeah. multiple pass breakups. He's had two interceptions at least. I think he might have took mm-hmm. one to the house last week. So yeah, I would definitely keep my eye on Demarco Helms because yeah. uh, I think the I think the Falcons stole him in the mid round draft. I think they stole him. Yes, because yes. Uh, he didn't come out highly heralded, but you know, and people always say that certain people sometimes have uh, game day. Superlatives and some people are just good yeah. overall. I think when yeah. Demarco puts the helmet on, he plays against another team. It's a whole different ball game. Whole and he was ball like game. what a fourth, fifth round pick, if not later. Let me get the let me get the stats for you. But uh, yeah, he was definitely a mid round pick. He was not a high high rate pick because I think right. yeah, a lot of safeties went lower in the draft that we thought that that was going to happen. So um, I think that uh, he was mid round, fourth, fifth. I think I want to say. Um, but yeah, he was definitely not a high, highly rated pick. Um, but yeah, on, on top of that, I think Lewis Seen looked pretty well, looked pretty, pretty good, especially coming back, bounce back from the injury. Um, you know, he had gruesome injury he had last year. So he looked he's yeah. looking better. Uh, I like I like the how he played overall. Uh he was picked uh 224. Seventh round. Seventh round, yeah. Seventh Stole him. round. Stole him. Oh, that's stealing. Stole him. That's stealing. That's Stole highway him. robbery. It is. That's it highway is. robbery. And look up his stats for the first two weeks of preseason. It's amazing. It's yes. amazing. So yes. 
So yes, I think Lewis is bouncing back. I think he's he's looking good. He's gonna he's gonna help uh, this Vikings defense be a little bit better this year. Yeah, uh, Nick Herbert, who I talked about earlier, was the edge rusher for the Steelers, who's recording at least one sack in every game he's played. Uh, yeah. Tank Bigsby, the backup running back for the Jaguars, the Tade Spears, the backup running back for the Titans, and Julius Chestnut, backup running back for the Titans as well. So they got a stable of running backs over there, along with Derrick Henry. <laughs> so you know they they have no shortage of backs. They can can get it can get busy. So uh, I definitely think that 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 particular staple is going to be uh, good for them, and they're going to do what they always do: be be tough nose, hard nose, you know, power run downhill, and hopefully you can stop it. Yeah. And then to my round of my list, Cedric Tillman, like I said, the Browns wide receiver. You know, he's been highly productive and he at least caught caught a touchdown here. You know, I think he caught a touchdown in the first two games. He didn't have one last game. But again, he's putting up big time numbers in the three uh, playoff preseason games he's played. So, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be yeah. a, a godsend for them as well as being a third or fourth option for this Browns team. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, give your takes on your guys. You got Rasheed Rice here. Um, B. John Robinson, I don't know why he used to stick on there because he threw two picks, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, I definitely understand JSN and Dorian Thompson Robinson, but uh, but yeah, get, talk about Rasheed Rice in particular. I definitely think he had a good good preseason uh, week two. Uh, again, when you're looking at the Chiefs, one of the thing is looking at who's going to step into uh, the other wide receiver role, right? Um, with losing Juju Smith uh, and having Travis and having uh, Sky Moore, who's more is going to be to me more of a gadget, more of a uh, what can you say, uh, more of that speed jet sweep kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, utilizing you know, the speed and the quickness, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that, you also have um, what's the what's the guy that they got in the trade? Uh, Kadarius Tony, it's Tony, yes, Kadarius Tony, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Tony is making a lot of noise, and they're saying that Tony looks like he could be or will be that person. But Rache Rice, if people don't know, came out of college, uh, a number of receptions, a number of yards, very high IQ. And to step into what I say is a wide receiver's heaven when you have Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback. quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback. Uh, This is a place that you can excel, right? Uh, Andy Reid is masterful in being able to uh, work to take advantage of mismatches. And so when you're playing with uh, a a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you have a play caller and the offensive mind like Andy Reid, you are set up for success if you're technical and you want to work. And what I've seen uh, this past week out of Rache Rice leads me, uh, uh, lends me to think that this is, this is a great place because you know, he's he can get the ball to you. You know that he can, he, he can put you in places to really excel. And so I'm, I'm just seeing great route running again. He's a rookie, but I'm seeing, um, Great route running, as was stated in his rookie report. And also, he's a more bigger-bodied receiver, mm-hmm. which is going to help out uh, the the Chiefs, right? Uh, did you, did you know that Patrick Mahomes advocated for them to draft him? I understand why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand he, why. He was like, please get him, and they did. And listen, there's certain – how can we say it? 
there are certain players that if they if they come to you and they say, listen, I see something in this guy, you you have to take that as gold. And when you got a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, out of all the receivers that were that that the Chiefs could have gotten, if he says, listen, I've watched taped, I've seen film, this dude, get him into our our program, you make that happen, right? And it's paying off already. Uh, mm-hmm. Bijan is doing what Bijan like, is, like we said earlier, man. Like we said earlier, he is. Yeah. He's special, man. And you know, I guess when he yeah. touches the ball, it's just it makes you feel like it could turn ugly for the defense quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really feels like that. It yeah, really feels like he that. Definitely, he definitely looks like he can hit his head on the goal post a couple of times. Quite and a again, few times. Quite a few times. Yes. If if you're looking uh and I know the running back position, we've had conversations, but when you're talking about a three down back. That's He's a three down back because he doesn't have to come off the field in passing downs because he can catch. He wasn't utilized well. like that, but right. he has hands, right? Now, the reason why Easton Stick I'm putting on here is because I, I give credit to him being willing to push the ball uh, down the field, being willing to take the, even though he had the two interceptions, mm. I just like the way he bounced back, right? And again, am I saying in any way that that man that just got paid is in, in any Oh man, uh, please. Is, yeah, no, we're not, we not, we're, not even, no. we're not saying that, but what I am saying is Shut again, your trash mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you want a quarterback that if I don't, you I don't, need I don't. someone to write the ship. I don't think Easton Stick is him. I don't I don't I, do. I don't have any faith. I, I, do. I don't. I don't. I don't. I do. I do. I, I, I but I'm, you, I'm very listen. curious about it even brought him back. Like him and having him and Chase Daniels for the last three years while Herbert's been there, it's been a nightmare. And Herbert <laughs> going down with that rib injury, I was like, our season is over. Because if Herbert had to sat out any limited time and these jokers right. had to play had to have played quarterback for us in a real game, right. it would have been ugly. It'll been ugly. I, I think Easton Stick is. Dude, listen, is okay. look at his stat line. His best stat line was rushing. He didn't. He, he didn't throw the ball well at all. At all. Look at that. Look at he that. did. Look at that. He, he didn't throw he the ball. Rushed, well. Yeah, he, he had a good he, running. But game you're not a running back, well. so you're a quarterback. I need you to throw the ball and throw the ball with a, with a high acumen. You can't have a your best stat being man. Get out of here. <laughs> Preseason. Uh, I'm, I shouldn't even put that on the list. I don't even know why I put that trash on the list. I want you to explain yourself and you telling me he he looked good. He looked terrible. He looked and okay. He looked he, he, good. he looked terrible. He looked terrible. I, I, I don't now, have to be easy stick. Listen, protect Justin Herbert at all costs. Wrap him in bubble wrap if you have to. But he's our only hope. Would, would, would it would it would it uh would it lay Princess Leia saying Star Wars? Help me, Obi-Wan, your only hope. Help me, Justin yes. Herbert, your only hope. Your only hope. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Um move moving to JSN. Listen. Uh, he's him. <laughs> I know when the, I know where the Seahawks drafted him. Uh oh, I was sick. And I still feel that was too low. Oh, he was. He should have went higher. That, he should have went higher. Oh, my gosh. That's, my gosh. That's why, that's why I saw salivating when he got a got a 20. I'm like, yeah, the Seahawks not taking a receiver. And yeah. damn they didn't. And it sucks that he broke his wrist and he got to be out three or four weeks. But when he comes back. Get ready. Saddle up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Saddle up. Now, I mentioned DTR, what he's shown in the command of the Cleveland offense. 
again, running and passing. He has made some great throws, and he's been smart with his rushing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really high. And he and and what I like about DTR is with all these players he's on the field with, mm-hmm. he has he has separated himself and jumped off. Uh, the, oh, he's jumped him. off the, the oh, film. He, no argument for me. He definitely is that quarterback too. And it shouldn't be no argument yeah. at this point. He's yeah. getting it done. Yeah. Him and Aiden O'Connell to me has solidified their position where they should be oh, at yeah. that back quarterback, and they're in their good hands. And Aiden, the team is in Aiden good hands. Well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Even Aiden with that with that uh, porn stash that he he has, it's creepy, <laughs> but hey, it makes sense. Now there's somebody I'm I'm throwing a I'm throwing an audible. Okay. Uh, I didn't put on here, but I would be remiss if I didn't give him credit. Brian Branch is that dude. We're oh, talking we, about. I said it earlier. I said him and Jack Campbell, they, they, they're, 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 they're him. They're that dude. Listen, and this is what's crazy. People may not know that Alabama had DeMarco Hellams and Brian Branch on the same team. Exactly. Brian Branch is that dude. He's that guy. He's that Brian, guy. Look, I don't even, I'm not even going to elaborate on it, but just know. Just, just go watch it. Matter of fact, go to NFL YouTube. YouTube NFLs. Go to just Google YouTube for NFL. They have the highlights of the game. Just watch him on film in that small clip, like ten minute clip, nine ten minute clip. Just watch yeah. what he. Just watch him work. Well, yeah, that's all. I'm, that, that, oh, yeah, you, look, you, you you said all need to be said. Just he he's giving you a tangible takeaway. Um, he's giving you a call to action after listening to the podcast. You will be benefited if you're a football fan. Um, even if I you're want, just someone that wants to see good football, just yeah. just go just go YouTube that. But that goes back to your point about how we feel about JSN. I think Brian Branch was drafted too low, without a doubt. Yeah, them two were definitely drafted way too low, way too low, way too low. But uh, yeah. hey, Detroit and Seattle ain't complaining. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you, thank you for other teams letting them fall into our lap. There it is to their lap. Yep. All right, so let's talk about who's not. In, in week oh. two. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. For me, I <laughs> talked about it earlier. The the Panthers offensive <laughs> line is still giving me, you know, trepidation. The Bills first team offense didn't look good. Offense, they didn't look good to me. Uh the Texas offense still hadn't got off the ground. And Malik oh. Willis, the quarterback. I kind of underscored this already already. Again, mm-hmm. not letting the man throw the ball. He wanted to throw the ball 17 times in a 60 minute game. Yes. Panthers O line can't protect Bryce. The Bills yes. can't can't get out of neutral against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, which again, that's a that's a kind of a tall order. People don't realize, but still, you got to be better than that if you're gonna be a Super Bowl contender. And the yep. Texans can't seem to score any points at all or move at the all. ball consecutively. At all. Now, for you, tell me, tell me exactly how you feel. We both are on me league wellness, but how did you feel about your list? So uh the Detroit Lion reserves uh gave me a sense of worry. Uh, because some of those reserves are from what I'm seeing and looking at the depth chart are going to be key players. And I, I battled between, is this just second game preseason jitters or is this the character of the team? Uh, that's a good question. And that's what, that's what concerns me. When I look at the people they're expected to roll out on the field day one of mm-hmm. the regular season, yep. oh, I feel comfortable. I, I defensively and offensively, I feel safe and secure. I have a warm blue blanket uh, that is wrapped around me that gives me comfort. Okay. okay. It gives okay. me comfort. 
But we do know that in this game of football, uh, players have to get relieved. They have to get spelled. They have to have a rotation. I'm concerned of the gap between the first wave and the second wave and what's that going to look like. Um, That's a good point because that could derail a team. If your reserves can't fill in and and when they're called upon, that could could derail your team. It'll cost you games. And I really don't want Detroit to be Detroitish this year. Uh, well, um, well, well, you know. So, you cross know, the Jets, <laughs> yeah, well, cross my finger. The Jets offensive line has been a concern. It's still a concern. Um, and even more so concerning with the last two week statements that I'm going to ask you to go and listen to their quarterback that they draft uh, not drafted they traded for and i want you to pay attention to the comments there's there's a riddle wrapped inside of an enigma uh with his statements and if you pay attention he 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 it's very telling right and in his latest post tweet whatever it was is very telling as well as some people say that he was soliciting for this this offensive lineman uh to come to the team and some people say that it's a lead in from him uh throwing a shot out to the team to make a trade go mm. listen to it on your own and uh you'll you'll figure out just pay attention to the player that he mentioned that's at green bay uh that he endorses and then when we get to the three quarterbacks listen I think we've talked about the Malik Willis situation enough. Uh, Mm. Just go watch 17 passes uh, for anyone that is attempting to be the new starter or who was drafted to take over. It's not promising. Right. And then we get to Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. We're looking at two players that were drafted extremely high when they came out and neither one. Well, I have more confidence that Sam Donald can plug the holes in the ship than I mm. do Trey Lance. Trey, listen, they, he Trey is helping. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's not good. But go ahead. I'm just shaking yeah. my head. Like, it's not good when you all that capital you gave up, and he's a first round pick. But go ahead though. Well, technically, Sam Donald's his... a first round pick too, but he's been on three different teams. Right. So you know, go yes. ahead. Though. Some of the throws that I've seen Trey Lance make. I understand why people were hesitant with him only playing playing a year in a game. Um, it doesn't look promising, and the game looks still too fast for him. In some it regards, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's no longer injury situation. I I think this game right now. Um, it's going to put him in a position where he's going to have to take a step back. That first round pressure, that capital where they they gave up, um, what they gave up to get him, I think is creating uh, a vacuum situation for him. And it's again, it's very telling when mystery relevant steps in mm. and outperforms you and not only outperforms you has a greater command of the play calling mm. and the team seems to rally 
around that person. And then when you have your teammates supporting, uh, supporting you, you have your teammates fighting for you, you have your teammates cheering for you, and you have what seems to be um, at uh, ad you. Um, they admire you in the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's super telling. And Dude. I mentioned this. Brock Purdy played four years of college football. That's a lot of snaps. If you go back and look at what Brock Purdy did in college, the yards that he put up, the command of the offense that he put up, if Brock Purdy would have been 6'4", Brock Purdy probably would have been a first-round draft pick. Um, not only I that, he would have go been that high, but it, he would have he went higher than he went. He wouldn't have been Mr. Relevant. I give you that part. He wouldn't have been Mr. Relevant. But mm-hmm. there's some things to say. Uh, there's some there's something to say when you see a player do what he did offensively. Mm-hmm. It's some things that you just can't. You just can't simply say. Let, let, let me, I'll, I'll make it short and sweet. I'll have to elaborate this. Sometimes people are just ballers. They can play the game, yeah, right? That's and it. Brock yeah. Purdy can play the game. Yeah, that's it. He can play mm-hmm. the game of football. He, he doesn't have to have a, a, a cannon for an arm. He doesn't have to run like a deer in the wind. All he has to do is make great decisions, mm-hmm. put the football in the hands of playmakers and understand how to be cerebral when you're out there uh, on the field. Brock Purdy in his first year proved that he's a winner and got oh, yeah. the 49ers deep in the playoffs, right? So I'm telling you, when a seventh-round pick steps in and jumps off the screen and makes you <laughs> look to your right and say, why am I with you? That says a lot. It's like that meme when you walk with the, the guys walk with his girl and another girl walk past and he looked back like he got that that old face. Like Listen. the girl, the girl is Trey Lance that he's with, but the girl walking yeah. by him is Brock Purdy. I'm I'm gonna say it in a way that uh I know you will truly understand. Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy was a movie, he would be a Tyler Perry movie. And he would be the gentleman that comes and says all the right things to the lady who's being mistreated. Brock Purdy is Maurice Chestnut in a oh, Tyler Perry movie. He's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Brock <laughs> <laughs> Purdy is Mr. Steal Your Girl. Mr. Steal Your Job. He's yes. Mr. Steal Your Job. I'm with it. Okay. He's making Jill Scott feel like a grown woman right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's making Jill Scott feel loved. She, hey. He's making Jill Scott feel loved hey, right man. now. Hey, 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 listen, do you think? That's Brock Purdy. Do you think? They say, they say yeah. Zach Wilson like Cougars, but hey, Brock Purdy out here loving, loving them all. <laughs> loving them all. Loving, loving them all. Them all. Loving with them all. I'm with it. Yeah. Okay, so that's your who's not. That's your who's not. So let's move over to training camp news. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, in a brief you know, I guess you can say sonnet before we get into John the Taylor. Jaden County joined the Ravens this week. So they just add to that Patrick. They get them two young guys in an old day OA and in Ojabo already. And then you yeah. add Cloudy to the mix. It's gonna make that defense that much more formidable. So 
Yep. I would be I would be a little concerned if I got to face that pass rush either. That's a whole other conversation. And I want to see them roll them jokers out. Like, they haven't played yet. So I want to see them mm-hmm. play. That's why I'm itching for week yeah. one at this point. Because you yeah. see them jokers play a real live game, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. going to yeah. be a problem. But but just trying to tell the news, man. They, they, they finally, you know, granted him a trade. We've gone through the whole him going back and forth with Ursa. Ursa making his comments and you know the poor the poor GM in the midst of all this. He's just he's just the man in the middle. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah that's how like, he is. It's like people trying to smack each other from across the room, and you in the middle. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, oh, you try to break the fight up, and you get hit. You know, yep. poor, poor, poor yep. Chris Ballard. But so they have gotten to the point now where they they told Jonathan Taylor he has permission to seek a trade, and now. calls have, now and calls have been made. Yes. Now they say the price is a, is a, is ideally a first round pick or multiple uh, second or and further on picks, like a trade package of multiple picks or first. But can I, go ahead. Can I say this real quick? Can go I ahead. say this? Isn't it amazing that the running back position is invaluable until it's valuable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. It's amazing how invaluable the running back position was until trades, and now all of a sudden. See, it's valuable. You're talking about a home run hitter and a young 24-year-old Jonathan Taylor who was a game changer. But think about the statement that was made. Oh, oh he yeah, should man. be appreciative to well, be that, honored but, to but be that, here. But, but that's Ursay talking. They ain't the league talking. Everybody else looking at it like, you tripping. Like, I would have paid him. Hey, listen. So shouldn't, if the running back position is devalued, shouldn't he just be able to be uh, traded for a fourth-round pick? No. No, they want first or, or multiple seconds on third. Yeah, and all. I'm sorry. It's amazing to me. They want all the candy. They want all, <laughs> they want all the candy. <laughs> <laughs> they want all, they want all the booger sugar. All the, would, you like, would you like some candy? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some candy? Yeah, they want all the candy. Uh-huh. Yes, they want oh, all the candy. So yeah. Yes, so now, yeah. now now we're here. Yeah, so we're here. I guess, you know, it really doesn't need to be unpacked deeply. All we need to ask each other is what do we feel like he lands? Because I've been going back and forth with this all day. There's a couple of places that I'm thinking that, you know, would be definitely you know, it's it's because you have to you have to look at it from a twofold perspective. He could mm-hmm. instantly make them, you know, viable or more viable now. And can they pay him? That's 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 the kicker. That's the kicker because they got to be able to trade for him and pay him. Because if you can't do both, there's no point, right? Mm. So, where do you feel like is a prime destination for our guy, uh, uh, Jonathan Zeller? Uh, one, I'm going to go back to the hot take we said last week. I think that would be an awesome place for Jonathan Taylor to show up. I'm saying that I'm saying it low like this because I, I, I really hope people understand that if if he shows up with that team, I don't give a damn what I got to do. I don't give a damn what I got to do. There, uh, there's somehow, some way, I'm a new fan uh, of this team. And uh, if anybody watches, watched last week's episode, they'll know who we're talking about. Okay, that's first and foremost. The second team, 
Well, no, give, I, give, 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 it, give our, our new listeners, the man listen to show you, give the new listeners the, the, the recap. Where do we feel like it's a hot destination? Really? Yeah. We're going to do this? Yeah, do it. We're we, we talking about it again. It's fresh news. I, I, we'll start here. Who is the receiver that would he would be helping out if he goes to this team? Well, that could be a lot. That could be a lot of places. No, no, no. From last week. Who, what was the one team that was a hot take? Who who would be the receiver that would benefit from him going to them if he goes to the team that we're talking about? It was a it was one team. If you remember, Are you, now you confusing me. Are you talking about because one team was the Chiefs, and which I don't I don't want to see. Yes, yes, that's the team. That's the team. So I'm saying the receiver would be well, hell, it could be Tony or Rashad. Rache Rice. Yeah, so if uh, he goes there, oh, he's going to help both of those receivers, okay? And so the hot take that we're talking about is the Chiefs. If he mm-hmm. goes to the Chiefs, listen to me. Listen to me. NFL. If I could get closer to this camera, I would. NFL. <laughs> just go ahead and put the Chiefs on the trophy. Yeah, I know. Okay? Bar an injury. Bar an injury. The Chiefs. Super Bowl champions. Okay, so that's the team that we were talking about. That's the team that we was talking about. Um, It's it's just so unfair at that point. Like you just don't want to see it. Like it's just ridiculous. And Pacheco in the backfield. With the receivers and Kelsey, come on, man. Come on, man. It's not fair. Now I will say this. I will say this, and this could be a twofold thing because they got they got a staple already. The Dolphins. Okay. The Dolphins. You want? You want? You want to talk pornographic tonight? I see you talking <laughs> X-rated. <laughs> you imagine? You, you, you imagine? You, they, 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 talking, they got they're, they're not paying a quarterback right now. They're not paying a big quarterback big time money right now. So you have the ability to not only trade for him but to pay him. And Mike McDaniel's system with Tyreek and Jalen on the outside. I didn't know we was going X-rated tonight. I didn't know. I, we I, I'm sorry. I, I thought the X videos uh, comment was in the in, in the in the in the pre-show notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> if let me tell you something. If Jonathan Taylor was to go to the Dolphins, that's another one that mm-hmm. you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give some considerations of that move. Which Miami wouldn't be surprising if they can make it happen, as you said. They're paying their quarterback at an extremely favorable price, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. now you put him with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. um, um, the young man from Texas A&M. Uh, Devin, the running back? Devin the King. Yes. And now you add Jonathan Taylor. He may not have the track speed, but he can hit his head on the goalposts very Ooh. quickly. Oh, okay. No, um, Taylor. He may not be as fast as. Oh no, Jonathan Taylor runs a four three, sir. Jonathan Taylor runs a four three, sir. Now they got another four by one hundred team. Okay, that would that would be almost unfair too, because the the Dolphins' offensive line do not get it twisted. They got a solid offensive line. Okay, so putting him in Miami would greatly help Tua right now to be able to turn around and not only hand the ball off, put Jonathan Taylor in the screen game, okay? And with Mike McDaniel, with, with, with uh, their head coach, who looked like he just stepped off a Harvard campus, I don't know how in the hell he's a head coach, right? Uh, he, with, the way, 
They, they love him too. Plays. They love a guy too. Yes. They love him. The way he draws up plays, let me tell you, Jonathan Taylor is scary in Miami. Now, I'm going to give you one more. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills. I don't like it as much. I just you got to realize, realize, going back to Jonathan Taylor is a running ability. Yes. That, that would be a great fit because one of the things that has hurt Buffalo is not having a running game. Exactly. So you mean tell me they got Stephon Diggs, Dalton Kincaid, Gabe Davis, and Jonathan Taylor with Josh Allen as your quarterback? And he can run in cold weather. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask this, and you have to tell me because I this just came to me, and I don't know the cap uh, uh, potential or, they, or if they have the cap room for this. Okay. Chargers. We do, but we don't. So my thought is trade Eckler yes. to Indy. Yes. Would they have the cap room for Jonathan Taylor? We got it this year, but we didn't want, we not, we didn't have the ability to pay him going forward because Justin mm-hmm. just got paid. Damn it. Yeah. I would love to see that. Oh, I would love to see Jonathan listen, Taylor in that backfield. Listen, you ever seen me do a car wheel? <laughs> it's the first time for everything. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, if I see that pop on uh, pop up on ESPN, I'm not contacting you for 48 hours. Listen, listen. Remember when Kirk Cousins was chest naked with them chains on his <laughs> on the plane? That's what me. That's not gonna be me. <laughs> That'll be listen, me. <laughs> listen, I am not going to look at the smile that would be on your face. Listen. I would be inconsolable. Like I would be unbearable. Like y'all listen, listen. Y'all don't listen. Yeah, that's that type of stuff. You just don't. You don't give people certain people. You know, money. Like, you, just don't, you just don't give certain people money because you know they go like a fool. And if you give me Jonathan Taylor as, as a charger, I'm like a fool. I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be obnoxious. I'm being obnoxious as hell for the next two weeks. I listen from the t- from now until the season start. I'm going to be uh, 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 aggressively obnoxious. I'm letting you know that right now. Aggressively obnoxious. I Aggressively. feel like you're gonna do the Vince McMahon billion dollar walk. Oh yeah, I'm all all the way, all the way down the all ramp, the way. all the way down the ramp. Mm-hmm. Listen, all I feel the way down like the ramp. if that happens, I'm gonna wake up to a text, all caps, bitch, with a whole <laughs> bunch of exclamation points. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's you that, gonna get you gonna get bitch first. And then we, and then made it. The three lines. <laughs> yes, listen. yes. That's don't the other thing that, that don't I, do that I, to I me. Don't about. listen. As, as you as you tell a girl back in the day in college, don't threaten me with a good time. Don't. <laughs> now let me ask this: Is it because all the teams that we mentioned have been AFC teams? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is there an NFC team that you see him being a fit uh. for? That that will make a, a impact and make them make them like take them from you know you know mid tier fringe playoff to top no, I mean because yeah, okay. I'll be honest with you I mean with, with Seattle having Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker already, I mean he don't move the needle that much is going to take them that to that level next stratosphere they're going to be a playoff team regardless in my yeah. opinion, I, yeah. I don't think it does it and 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 I'll, and you got CMC in 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 San Francisco so they don't really yeah. move the needle for me. Um, you know, even though Kamara is suspended, I mean, him coming back to that Saints team, Doesn't you know, do and, and they got they, and they drafted a, a young kid, Kendra Miller. They got him and Jamal Williams, yeah. so they're good. Yeah. The Falcons got Bijan. 
Yeah. You know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in Green Bay. Jameer Gibbs in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. You know, you got the kid Roshan Johnson, who's going to be a stud, who's Bijan's backup, who's yep. just who's just as good in certain spaces when between the tackles. Yep. Um. So Cleo Herbert. So nah, the Eagles got their stable run backs in Swift and uh in Penny. Um. Yep. You got Saquon, Saquon and the Giants, and Dallas can't afford them. Right. So yeah, and I definitely don't want them to go to Tampa Bay. That's it's just a waste. It's a waste. That's a dumpster I mean, fire. Becker Mifford is starting quarterback. That's the problem right there. Yep. So, yep. Okay. No, now, I will okay. see Bursley being petty, though. Let's say, hypothetically, the Bucks offered them a first-round pick and, and like, a, the, the Dolphins offered them two seconds. They would go oh, with gosh. the first-round pick and send him in the NFC, and so he would just basically go there and, and be miserable because he ain't got no quarterback. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yep. see. That's the only problem yep. with trading. Versus, you know, you being a free agent because they can send yeah. you whatever the hell they feel like it, and you ain't got a whole lot of say about it. But we'll True. see. But okay. yeah, I, listen, if if he lands in 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 L.A. or K.C. or Buffalo or Miami, any of those places, sheesh, barring injury, be playoff run. All already, already, already. already. All right, so as we talk about the division, let's 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 finish up and let's talk about the NFC. Um, okay. So in each division, we're gonna do this real quick. We're gonna say how we feel like each team finishes in that division, um, one to four, and uh, we'll go through okay. it in short order. So let's start with the East. Um, okay. We get the Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. How and what order did they finish in? And quickly, why? They finished the way we see it right now. Um, I, I agree with that. As I agree, with that. I, I didn't mean to write it that way. I just happened to write it that way right. because I, that's how they finished last year. That's how I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Philadelphia clearly is the uh, bee's knees, not only in the division but, but the, in the NFC conference. period. I agree. Um, Dallas uh, again. I'm I'm looking. The more and more I've talked to you and gone back and studied the Dallas Cowboy defense, I think they they're like oh, that. They're even though they legit. Even though they lost a, a very promising linebacker, um, I think he got injured or something like that. Um, oh, Overshown. Yeah, he lost Overshown. Yeah. 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 So him, uh, the Giants, even though Daniel Jones has made a, a jump and he has Saquon back with Hyatt, uh, I, I just think overall Dallas is just a more complete team. Uh, and then Washington, again, somebody got to be fourth. And somebody, I, it's gonna be a fight, I'm but gonna, I think somebody yep. gonna be four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, I agree. that's my take. Yeah, I, I I share the same sentiment. I think that the Eagles are the cream of the crop for the whole conference. I think they're gonna be there, <clears> barring injury. Yep. Cowboys are, are gonna fight for them, but I think they're gonna be a wild card team. Uh, the Giants are gonna be in a fringe. It just depends on how well Danny Jones plays. And the Commanders, like you said, somebody gotta be fourth. I think they'll be better than people think, but I yep. think they still have to finish fourth just because based upon what they play. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how about the Vikings uh in, in the NFC North? The Vikings, the Lions, Packers, and the Bears. Why do you think they fit? I got I got Detroit, Vikings, Bears, Packers. Yeah, yeah. Damn back. Packers finished fourth, huh? Yeah. Wow. Just because somebody has to finish fourth. I think the Chicago I, I I'm gonna say this. I really believe the DJ Moore and Justin Fields connection. Oh, it's, it's going, going to be magical. It's going to be legit. It's now, going again, to be I'm going to say the name again, Roshan Johnson. He's going, yes. he's going to be a player for them. So I would say this is going to be a little bit of a hot take, but I believe you with the Lions thing. I think the Vikings take a step back. I think I'm going to go Lions, Bears, Vikings, Packers. That's fair. I can see that. I can see that. 
I just don't think Madison is that. Um, again, I went Vikings just because they have, if not the number one, possibly two, uh, top three best receiver in the NFL right now. Oh, yeah, JJ's J- 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 it. Difference maker. JJ's right? it. And they got, um, who's their tight end? Hawkinson? TJ Hawkinson, yep. Yeah, and so he, surprisingly, I didn't notice. He had 900 yards last year. He did. He did. Yeah. Imagine he got traded, I think, like, you know, midstream. But, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was definitely productive. But, again, with them not having Dalvin Cook troubles me. I think that's why they take a step back. I don't yeah. trust I don't Madison, think Madison being – I don't think that – I don't think he's going to be that guy. I don't think it. I don't yeah. believe it. So, yeah. yeah, I think for me, Lions, Bears, Vikings, Packers. That's for me. Fair. All right, NFC South. I mean, it's pretty easy. <laughs> so, who do you think they fi- finish at? Saints and then everybody else. Right. Right. I don't, I, I don't even care about ranking them. It's the Saints. Yeah. Saints win for me. I think uh again, I'm, I'm about to push the panic button on this Carolina Panthers. I want to put them in two, but the Falcons yeah. looking good. I think it might be yes. Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks. I'm with you on that. Okay. All right. So it's the Saints, Falcons, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Bucks in that division. Yep. And in yep. NFC West, um, uh, I think we all can agree, assuming Brock Purdy's healthy. Would not as one. Niners, Seattle, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. Yeah, I'm with that. Yep. I think that's gonna be closer. I think I think they're gonna nip the Seattle Seahawks are gonna nip it to Fortnite's Hill this year. They might get a game off of them. But mm-hmm. I think that they still the Fortnite is still in the winning division, in my opinion. Yeah. The Rams and Cardinals are damn near the same team, just different colors. Um that's true, especially from a talent level perspective. Like the yeah. only thing different is the Rams got a better quarterback at this moment because Kyler Murray's hurt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then the Rams have the number one defensive player in Aaron Donald, who's still a that's it, though. juggernaut. It's- that's it, though. That team is that's truly it. it. That's it. They went all in on that Super Bowl, and then the cupboard got empty real quick. Real quick. It's 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 you know how you open that cabinet and butterflies start coming out, moths. <laughs> that's how it's, Ain't it's, nothing that's in there but uh, 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 bacon soda and mothballs. Old spam container. <laughs> a cobwebs on it. In a in a dried up Kool Aid pack. In, in a Vienna sausage packet. <laughs> Sardines in the yeah, back. Corner. There you go. Oh, some old cheese, old dried up cheese. Probably dust at this moment. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. All right, man. So we're gonna do the AFC next week. Uh, as we get close to the season, we'll do the AFC next week. Um, as as part of this program, we're gonna talk about week three preseason. Uh, next weekend, um, we're gonna talk about um the AFC, how we feel like they're gonna break down a bunch of other things. So uh, we'll be back next week. With another yes. solid video. So, like I said, as always, like, comment, subscribe, follow us on all our social medias. Uh, you know, like I said, our schedule is Tuesdays is Sports Talk, Wednesdays YOS Podcast seven thirty, Thursdays thirty minute lockdown, and our fantasy football podcast is coming soon. I think that's going to a debut uh, the first week of the season on a Wednesday night. So look out for that. We're going to yep. start advertising that next week. So check that yep. out. Follow us on us on all our social medias. Like, comment, subscribe as always, and we'll be back next week with another epic show. But in the meantime, between time, that's Coach Kurt. I'm Coach Devis. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and log it down.